Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. And this show is brought to you by DraftKings. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel today. Pauly's uh, bug has turned into a 48-hour version of the bug. At least we think it's going to be uh, neutralized by tomorrow. We shall see. And uh, Wednesdays at this time, we are joined by uh, Vito's son, Sal Palantonio, the great Sal, Pal- uh, Sal Palantonio. Happy holidays, sir. How are you today? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody at VSIN, all your friends and your listeners to this great program. Follow them. I'm back. Vito's son is back. We got three weeks left. We got 26 teams still in the hunt. A lot of division titles still up for grabs. I love it. Goes, love it. goes by way too fast. No question. Is it in your great city of Philadelphia? after the Monday night loss, they gave the game away to the Seahawks. Is it panic time in the streets of Philadelphia? Yes. It definitely is. There's no question. I mean, you dump your defensive coordinator and you still lose the game on a walk-off touchdown pass from Drew Locke. It's panic time. No question about it. You're on a three-game losing streak. You come back to Philly you get to play the Giants on Christmas night and then the Cardinals and the Giants. So you got three teams that are not really in the hunt anymore. And you've lost to three significant playoff contenders. So you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, what are we going to prove in the last three weeks? What can we undo that we've done to ourselves? 
in the last three weeks and the last three losses. It's, it's a big question mark going into Christmas weekend, no question. Well, and yes, yeah. panic, panic time is the correct way to put it, okay. 100%. What, what did you make after the game? What did you make of Jalen Hurts' comments when he said he didn't think the team you know, was committed enough right now? He was asked what he meant, and he goes, well, I don't have a dictionary in front of me, but you get what I'm saying here. How has that gone the last you know, 24 to 32 hours in Philadelphia after he said that? Well, I think people have said, have responded. He's got to wear it. He's got 17 turnovers in 14 games this year. Yeah. That's more than double he had last year. I'm a big picture, little picture guy, as you guys know, on this every week. So you want to look at the big picture of what's wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles. It starts with number one. The quarterback can't turn the ball over at that rate and expect to do anything in the National Football League. I don't care who you're playing or where you're playing or what part of the schedule you're in. You can't throw those two interceptions at the end of the game and anticipate that you're going to beat Seattle on the road on Monday Night Football. Look at the two interceptions. Look at the one. That's a jump ball to Quez Watkins. You got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith running free underneath, and you're throwing a jump ball to Quez Watkins, who wasn't even targeted the week before, in the end zone against one of the best ball hawking safeties, young ball hawking safeties in the league. And then you throw it up for grabs again along the sideline in double coverage when you had guys open underneath. So I think he's got to realize it starts with him. And unless he's going to look in the mirror and say, I got to do a better job with the turnovers, I don't see how the Eagles turn this thing around. I don't care who they're playing. So, how does the season end? You got two divisional games. You've got a plucky Cardinals team, you know, building on that, Sal. How do you expect these last three games to go? Well, you know, the bottom line is this particular week, as they prepare for the Giants through the Christmas weekend, the bottom line, Jonathan, is they got to find a way to one, stop the turnovers by the quarterback. Two, find a winning formula with their new defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, that allows them not to give up so many passing yards underneath. Now, you're not playing, you're not playing good quarterbacks, but you just lost a Drew Lock. So the, they're playing man-to-man coverage. They played more of it under Matt Patricia than they did over, under Sean Desai. And you can't play man-to-man. They're not young enough, they're not fast enough, and they're not good enough. James Bradbury is playing man-to-man at the line of scrimmage press coverage. The rookie wide receiver runs right past him, you know, just like uh, like he was just standing there and couldn't get out of the way. Hmm? And then he, he winds up catching the, catching the ball in the end zone for the, for the walk-off TD. So they've got to find a winning – stop the turnovers by the quarterback. I can't say it enough. Number two, find a way that you stop the multiple passing yards on defense. And then the last thing has got to be, in my view, the tackling. This team has become a poor tackling football team. So you got to take it – got to right the ship right away, and you should be able to do that against Tommy DeVito and the Giants on Christmas night. So really take quick, one game at a time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted go to ask go, with Patricia, it, it's an interesting fit, right? Because you mentioned the man to man coverage. He's kind of been like a man to man coverage guy, right? Like, it, it, or is that something that we should expect now going forward? His time with the Patriots, that was one of the things they did a lot, didn't they? Yeah. Well, he had the personnel. Yeah. Yeah. He had the personnel. Here he doesn't have it. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is uh, Wednesdays with Vito's son, Sal Palantonio here, our guest. Uh, love talking NFL with him. You are double dipping this weekend, along with the Eagles Giants game that you're covering. You're going to be in South Florida, uh, well Tampa anyway. Uh, the Buccaneers take on the Jags. It's currently a pick'em. Um, Trevor Lawrence going to go, in your opinion? Uh, who do you like in this game, Sal? I like Tampa a lot at home. Okay, I like Tampa a lot at home because you know I watched what Baker Mayfield did on the road in Green Bay. I'm not a fan of what Jacksonville is doing defensively right now. I don't think they have the personnel. They're not getting after the quarterback. I realize the Bucks gave up multiple sacks in that game to the Packers. But Baker Mayfield also walked away with a perfect quarterback rating at Lambeau Field. I like them at home a lot in a late game with Jacksonville on the road. Yeah, they're playing quite well, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I have multiple concerns here with Jacksonville's defense. They have been a sieve here going back now ever since that Monday night loss to the Bengals when they had a chance to win that game, be 9-3, and three, and then they would have been the one seed. It's three straight losses since then. Uh, it's So the Monday night triple header is capped off by an absolute doozy. Uh, two of the best teams in the league. The Niners got out to a six-point favorite yesterday against uh, the Ravens. Then there was buyback on Baltimore. What do you make of the overall matchup here? Um, I tend to look at Lamar and John Harbaugh as two guys I want to back when they're a dog. What say you? Well, all the numbers point in that direction. Baltimore's got a great record with Lamar Jackson against the NFC. I do believe it's undefeated. Or or he's only got one loss in his career to an NFC opponent. I think that's the number. Uh, number two, you look at the trend on Monday Night Football. The, the, the underdogs have won seven in a row outright, seven in a row outright, and the Ravens are underdogs in this game. But I don't like Baltimore and Lamar Jackson in late games on the road. I realize they need the game more than San Francisco, but San Francisco's offense is like a gear machine. Everything works in unison right now, and I think they'll be able to do what they want offensively. We've seen that against Philly. We saw it against Dallas. Everybody, Seattle twice, everybody who's tried to stop that San Francisco offense, when that offense is healthy, it's very, very difficult to stop. I like the Niners quite a bit in this game. Oh, quite a bit. Now lane five points. Okay, so are you telling me then... Outlines. And I get it, a road spot here. Now the Ravens have a chance, obviously, at the one seed, so they would not have to leave the Baltimore area uh, come playoff time until the Super Bowl. But if you're anti-Jackson late in the season, I know they're on the road again, as you emphasized, but would that qualify for what you would think about this team and him at quarterback in the playoffs as well, even if they're at home? Well, he doesn't have a history of it, right? True. His his history uh, in the playoffs and late in the season is that he can't get it done. We saw them when they were 14-2, and lost to the Titans at home in the playoffs. Shouldn't have happened. Titans then got boat raced by Kansas City in Kansas City. So um, I, I remember covering that game. It was a severe disappointment for the people at M&T Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. 
So it's one of those, you know, I think Lamar Jackson is in the same category as Dak Prescott. He's got to have a moment game in January where he does what Joe Flacco did. And Joe Flacco, if you remember, when Harbaugh, and this is like a harbinger, you know, a throwback, when Baltimore plays San Francisco mm-hmm. in that yeah. Super Bowl, and it was Harbaugh against Harbaugh, and it was Kaepernick versus Flacco, and Flacco was perfect, went into, went into New England and won. Yeah. Went into New England and won. So I'm looking for a moment game, a prove-it game from, from Lamar Jackson. Flacco did it, went on the road. And by the way, watch out for the Browns. Totally agree. A little, a little, little tickler right there, brother. Oh. A little Christmas gift from Vito's <laughs> son. Watch out for the Cleveland Browns right now. I love it. You I'll... got Joe Flacco. You got Joe Flacco, and you got Jim Schwartz with that defense. Watch out for the Browns. Agreed. So, other than that gift, how are, we have a minute left here. How are you shaping up overall <laughs> with the Christmas shopping? Are you done yet? Do you have more to do? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know why they put the Christmas in the middle of the football season. It's very inconvenient. <laughs> we love talking to you, Vito son. Thanks for the time as always, Sal. We appreciate it. Happy holidays. Yeah. They, listen, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I will talk to you guys on the flip side of Christmas, and I look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on your program all year long. I'm blessed to be on your program. Thank well, you. Uh, the, the, the feeling is absolutely mutual. Uh, I'm back at you. Um, well, you have two small kids. Where are you at with the Christmas shopping? Uh, I tell the so we're done pretty much. The kids getting a scooter, like that's the big gift of the year, Razor scooter. I gotta go Christmas shopping after the show, actually. Do you have? Oh, gotta go get something for my wife. Do you have the scooter lined up already? Yes. Set the home. Oh yeah, wrapped. Yeah. All right. Up next, we'll get into an NFL draft quarterback discussion. Am I wrong to think these two players in first round pick don't belong in the same sentence? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, it's me. Hey, folks, remember, Juice Reel, free betting intelligence app and a tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth analytics in your betting history, and there's more at Juice Reel. You have access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel users. This in-depth betting analytics with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning betters and fade the losers. Find out for yourself. Download Juice Reel. Juice like orange juice and real, R-E-E-L. Download the free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. It's free. Juice Reel. Juice, R-E-E-L. So Matt Miller at ESPN.com had a lengthy story yesterday regarding the first round and quarterbacks that could get drafted. Here we go. In April. I, you love betting this prop. More on that coming up in a second. But, I mean, it's there are a lot of uh, strong takeaways when, you, when you, you sit down and read this thing. First of all, uh, one AFC East scout said it's a good quarterback class, but it's not as great as some people say. And also people are pointing out that the first round's fine. After that, it drops off like drastically. So Matt Miller wrote that he personally has four quarterbacks ranked in the top 20 overall. Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, and J.J. McCarthy. Okay. Top 20, J.J. McCarthy. He also has a second-round grade on Bo Nix and Washington's Michael Penix. And then it really drops off, in his opinion, to Michael Pratt, who has a fourth-round grade. Uh, and you look at the uh, top 10 draft order as we speak. So the Bears would be getting the number one pick, courtesy of the Panthers, obviously, from last year's trade. Uh, what do the Bears do with that pick? Who knows at this point? Patriots absolutely have to get a quarterback. They're nope. sitting at number, number two. Cardinals, that's probably Marvin Harrison if they're picking right there. Then the Commanders at number four. That's the real question. If you're the Commanders, are you going to... Because at that point, you would assume that uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May are going to be off the board. So do you reach on any of these other quarterbacks at number four? I would say absolutely not. No chance, in my opinion, at that point. It's not going to be... Well, I mean, I did see a mock draft with Daniels going number seven overall. I, I saw, yeah, I saw a mock... I, the PFF had a mock draft like three, two three weeks ago. They had five quarterbacks going in the first round. Maybe five so, yeah. overall. Okay. So commanders do need a quarterback. I mean, unless they're going to be completely happy with Sam Howell. Uh, it hasn't been all his fault this year, but... Okay. Um, beyond that, there are other teams in the top 10. And then you look at the first overall pick odds. Caleb Williams right now cemented at minus 650. Drake May plus 475. Now, there are people in the story who said that, uh, you know, give it some time after the combine because we'll see how it goes for Williams in May. And they think that May is going to blow people away at the combine. So much like last year when Stroud had a great combine, so did Anthony Richardson, yep. as we expected, right? And then there was that topsy-turviness at the very top where, well, who's going to be number one overall? Was it Bryce Young? Was it Stroud? And the odds shifted back and forth b- before the market finally found out that it was going to be Bryce Young going number one overall. These are my two favorite things when it comes to the NFL draft betting. So the first one that you're talking about here is, how long have we been talking about Caleb Williams as the first overall pick? The best quarterback prospect in this class. I don't care about like ever, but like in this class, right? Probably since he transferred to USC. I'm willing to bet that you're going to get 
lower than like minus four dollars, like minus three fifty on him. To I go think so at some point, yes, because we we do this every year. Yes, we do every year. We're gonna like the market talks itself into thinking that hey, somebody's coming up. I mean, of course, Reddit was the fault last year, but at one point, Will Levis was the favorite to go first overall last year, right? And so we're going to do this all the time. And so once at some point, the price is going to become cheap on Caleb Williams, and it's going to be worth betting because I'll take you back to even last year. Again, it was exactly what we expected. At the end of the day, who was the first overall pick? It was Bryce Young, then it was C.J. Stroud, and we know how that played out. We go back to the Tua-Justin Herbert thing, right? At the end, of the, all of a sudden, it was like, hey, watch out, Dolphins. Actually, raise them on the board. It's going to be Herbert. Mm-hmm. Who what? It was to a tongue of my low. It was, yep. It, it's, it always comes back to that. So I can't wait till that drops. The second thing is what you're talking about now with these quarterbacks. I don't think J.J. McCarthy is going to be a first-round selection. How is J.J. McCarthy? I, no offense to the kid. Right. Have you watched him play this year or last year and said to yourself, teams are going to be pushing each other out of the way to take him in the first round? Yep. Never once. Uh, this Bo Nix is a first-round pick. In what world are we living in here? Agreed. H- how on earth, again, no offense, how on earth does Bo Nix go number one, or I'm sorry, in the first round? It, well, it's, it's just when you watch them play. Like, a lot of their offense is first read and out. You're not, asking, you're not asked to do that much. He doesn't, have, he doesn't throw the ball deep. Of course. And now, again, when, and when you say that, too, because people are going to be like, they're going to bring up the stats. Yes, he has thrown balls deep, but those are highly coordinated plays in which the rate of success is going to be very high. There's not a lot of one, two, three, read the field and get it out. Those guys don't tend to go in the first round. He's also older. That's the other problem, right? right. Guys that are older don't tend to go in the first round. We have such large sample sizes of this, and yet what you're going to hear going into the NFL draft are my two favorite phrases. Extra year of control, and then trade back into the first round. We hear it all the time. The only time a team that we have in draft betting history has traded back into the first round was Lamar Jackson. It's the only time that's ever happened. I feel very compassionate about this. We have had seven years, Mitch, of NFL draft betting since 2017. The quarterback prop is 6-1 and one to the under in the first round because every year we convince ourselves that a dude's going to come back in at the end of the first round or a dude that should not have a first-round grade is going to go in the first round. So the number, when that pops up, the number is probably going to be 4.5? I would think so. But juiced to the under, I would think. Well, here's no, but that's the best part is every year it gets bet to the over. So at some point you so just if sit you back wait and long wait. enough. Yep. You're going to get a great number to bet this thing under. And like the I one can, year, I mean, the one year it went over, by the way, I should note, there was actually a five out there. That was the Lamar Jackson year. So if you got the best number, you pushed. pushed. So you're really, you realistically, if you've played this right, you are 6-0-1 to the under on these first round quarterback props. Hmm. So that's the only time that you know of for sure where it happened, where a team said we're trading back in to the first round, we're taking a guy, and it was Lamar Jackson with the 32nd pick overall. Yeah. Only time it's happened. I, don't, I was going to say, in draft betting, I'm sure it's happened since, before. The, right. right. No, no. Since, since draft betting has happened, though, that's been the first, that's been the only time. And since, what, 2011, when teams have that extra year of control over yep. quarterbacks, basically. Okay, so again, like, uh, you're going to hear a bunch of this stuff, like Knicks, McCarthy, first-round picks. Really? Are they are teams actually going to use a first round pick on quarterbacks like that? There is also uh, this another. Well, this was an NFL GM told Matt Miller, quote, Caleb Williams is as close to a lock to go number one. I wouldn't say he's a lock to the level of Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow, but he's more of a lock than Bryce Young or Baker Mayfield. That's to go number one overall. Again, others have called him a generational talent. The comparisons have been out there already to Patrick Mahomes, and I would tell every person who does that to knock it off. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Um, he does point out Miller in the story, calling anybody a lock is always risky. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. 
how many how many sure things we heard about as a first round pick or the first overall pick for the last I don't know thirty years. Hmm? They we've had more flops in the first round than guys who have been good. And I was looking at uh, I look back to the last ten years in the first round. It's really not even that close. The first round quarterbacks that can't play and are out of the league within a couple of years or they never make it, never latch on. It's overwhelming yep. how they dwarf the guys who you always hear about this. Oh, I love this kid. It's also the landing spot and where they're going to end up. Because if the Bears trade out at number one, who knows what that team is going to be? Look at Carolina. They had they had to get up from number nine. They knew it was going to be the guy was on the board that they had to have. Total disaster in year one. Yep. He could be good. But Could at this be. point, it's not. And I think, too, it speaks to the NFL draft. Teams are getting smarter when it comes to positional value. We see it all the time. And if you're talking about mid-first rounds, would you rather risk a couple of years of your franchise to draft a quarterback that may or may not work out or go get an edge rusher that could be very impactful from day one? Right, and to your point, it's not just the quarterback that you get that extra year right. of control over. It could be that edge rusher who slips to, like, 14, who turns out to have you know, I don't know, 35 sacks in his first three years, and you're like, ah, uh, we have to sign. He's a franchise guy for us. 100%. He's phenomenal. And that position has, has to your, again, has grown more and more important over the years to have that lockdown. That's, I mean, when, when the Raiders traded Khalil Mack, I lost my mind. Oh, yeah. Because you, 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 not that important. You, you drafted a guy who was defensive player of the year the first year with Chicago. Also, he was on pace to be a Hall of Famer. You nailed the pick, and you're like, nah, we're, we're going we're gonna to trade the guy. But, um, it's also very juicy what the Bears are going to do. Are, are they, oh, boy. The, the sickness is real here on the network. Paulie got everybody. Uh, I think, I don't know. Choking on my spit. I'm not buying it. I promise. Uh, I think you're sick. Look at the tear in my eye. Also, the, the best trait, according to people who are involved in the league, Daniel's deep ball. So that, yep. that could, and how effective he is as a running quarterback, that could really... Make one team who watches him on film. He's going to blow him away at the combine. The pro days are like, hey, we got to take him in the top ten. It's got to happen. Like I can see that happening. Like that would make more sense to me than Nixon McCarthy going in the first round. Oh, I would agree, hundred percent. All these positions. You, that's why you see wide receivers too. They're becoming more impactful. Yeah. Corners. Like it's worth risking it because those guys are somewhat interchangeable. And if you draft an edge rusher that doesn't work out, that doesn't set your franchise back. No, exactly years. right. Like, you'd rather take that risk because the upside is worth it. You don't have to be stuck to the guy. Also, uh, per Matt Miller, he grades out Drake May better than Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, and Blake Bortles, who all went super high in the drafts. So, I mean, May's good. Oh, yeah. May's really, really good. And he'll probably blow people away when he has a chance to work out for him. JVT built an NFL model during the summertime. How has it gone this year? What has he learned? He'll tell you coming up next. Check out a VEASAN Pro subscription today. We got a holiday special for you or the better in your life. You get access to everything we do. That includes daily best bets, exclusive betting splits from DraftKings, which, by the way, right now, free to access if you want to check it out. And all of our betting guides. We get Super Bowl and March Madness guides for you when the time arises. $79 gets you everything we do until May 1st. And I always stress it includes everything because we got write-ups every single day in every single sport. Somebody who works hard on the website would very much stress all the articles that we put up there at vcin.com. Check out all your options at vcin.com slash subscribe. There is so much content on the website. 
every single day, uh, pretty much for every single sport. It's great uh, to put a bow on our conversation regarding the NFL draft and uh, first-round quarterbacks. I never really mentioned the name Michael Penix other than maybe second or third-round pick because that's a guy, watching him the last two years at Washington, like Penix and first-round pick makes so much sense to me. Like Mm. I could see a team, the problem there are the injury concerns. And he's been labeled as a uh, you know medical risk. So once that happens, having a team take a, a shot in the first round is probably going to be unlikely. He'll also be 24 by the time his rookie year starts. Oh, yeah, yeah. To tie it in, you, mm-hmm. what you said during the break, the Hendon Old, Hooker. Older quarterback. Oh, yeah, that was the Hendon Hooker thing, too. That was Hendon Hooker, older quarterback, coming off of an ACL injury in a system that's not conducive to professional quarterback play. And But you still got the, hey, Hendon Hooker, watch out. Right. People want him. I think it was at the Vikings that everybody tied Hendon Hooker to. Uh, there was... Was it Tannenbaum on ESPN who had him as a first-round pick? Right. I think he had him like a top 10. I think it was very high. Yep. Very high. All right, so you put together in the summertime a model to bet the NFL. All right, you put a lot of time, tons of hours into this thing. And once we had a discussion about this, like in August, we kicked around the idea of uh, joining forces and getting – a uh, an entry into one of the contests this year to see how it would go, yeah. right? And we did the super contest over at the Westgate. Has it been worth your time? The am- the amount of hours you put into this thing. Would you recommend it for people who want to get into modeling? I, I, a lot of people, a lot, some of the best in the world, do that, right? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I've never really thought of that in the terms of would you would you recommend? Is it worth it? I was. I'll say this plainly. This was really hard. This is still really hard, and this is. Not something that I would really recommend to anybody who doesn't have the time to put into it. Uh, so we're, we're 36, 36, and three. So we got 37 and a half points. We're just right there at 500 um, with our you know, the biggest edges that the model has spit out up to this point. And one of the things that I thought came to fruition, which was, and I think I brought this up to you guys at the beginning of the year, building it is fine. And we got off to that really good start. Uh-huh. But I thought the challenges would be is adjusting and changing and factoring in what you need to factor throughout the year to adequately make this model project what is happening as opposed to right what happened the, the previous year. And, and that, to me, has been like the biggest challenge overall. And I've gone through a lot where you know the, the first one, I don't want to get too hardcore about it, but it's so the first one I had built was based just purely on regression testing, uh, which is what do these stats, how do these stats correlate to the winning home margin of victory? And reading more about modeling, a lot of a lot of really sophisticated professional modelers use regression testing as like step five, as opposed to building a whole model off of it. So you like I went through different versions of the model. There's different things I like called the Bradley Terry model, all sorts of different stuff that I tried. And by the way, I always recommend Andrew Mack, who's a solid author and modeling guy. I read his books; they're very much helpful in terms of this and gives you insight into all of it. To get you started off yeah, the ground, yeah, hundred percent. And YouTube's awesome too. Like Google's great. Um, that's been the biggest challenge. It just I, I have felt all year long that I've been playing catch-up because the, 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 the need to adjust has been my biggest challenge. And clearly, like, I'm actually, on the surface, given this is the first year, 36, 36, and 3, sure. I feel like, okay, because I, I thought this was going to be one of those where it's going to be like, all right, you're going to get your face caved in. This is going to be, like, well below 500. So to kind of just float around 500, just, like, just coin flipping, I guess that's all right. But it's been, it's been hard, man. Yeah, I mean, it was – so I'm not doing any of the work. You're doing all the work here. But it was, I think, I mean, despite being 500 on the year, not having a chance to cash, it's, it doesn't matter how it went, in my opinion. Again, I'm not the guy who's sitting there every single day at home putting this model, model together and tinkering with it. But overall, worth it regardless of uh, 
what direction we were going to go in this year in the contest and whether yeah. we were going to be 15 games below 500 or, or if we were going to be in the money. Either way, I think just trotting it out there and uh, seeing what the model was going to spit out every single week for the edges, why not try it? Um, so you talked about the most difficult part was the adjusting. Uh, like up until, like how much of the sample size did you want to use from 2023 once you got a little bit deeper into the season compared to like last year and just completely wiping out 2022? Yeah. So that was... A, was that, that the most difficult part? Yes. Like, so there was the first week, I, I want to say it was around week seven where I did the drastic change. I was like, all right, well, let's let's just do this. Let, let's see what happens. Let's, let's eliminate everything 2022 and let's just go purely 2023. Because part of the thinking too is if... If you do it, and if you do it at the right time, if you're using 2023's statistics, your numbers and your projections are going to be pretty off market. And the first week that I did that, the average edge that week was like just over six points, which is pretty off market, right? Yeah. yeah. But the hope is, is that if you're projecting it right, well, you're going to catch edges that the market hasn't really found yet. Well, that didn't really go particularly well. So reverted back to, so by the time week eight came around, it was like, well, we're halfway through. You've got to find a way to do this and project forward. And so since then... We were, we were like, I think about six, seven games under 500. Since then, we've gradually improved, and now we're like back at 500. So converting a little bit deeper into the season to full 2023 has at least evened some things out. And it has caught some things. You know, for example, one of the things early when I switched over to 2023 was um, uh, Buffalo was a little bit lower. That came to fruition. Philly was actually a lot lower uh, as well. And that kind of came to fruition too. And the model, like we talked about, like the fact that um, the Patriots, for example, right? Part of the reason that I bet against the Patriots is, one, it's been my own observations, but two, we've actually used the Patriots a lot in the contest because the model was immediately like, this is a bottom three team. And so those are the kind of things. It's caught certain things properly. You know, really high on the Kansas City Chiefs at the beginning of the year, really high on Miami throughout the entire season, very high on Baltimore. Like these teams that are very good and have been covering some of the numbers, Miami and Baltimore specifically, it's been right on. It's been the spaces in between. And I will say this, too. I think one of the things I want to go back at the end of the year is compile like the bigger, like the biggest edges, right? And like rank it like, okay, we're like one, two, three, four, five. Because I do think in a league like this, and that's why some of these contests are so nuts, to consistently have every single week, you need five bets. And these need to be like, you need to hit these five bets, where in some weeks it's probably like two or three. Like those are where your edges are that actually constitute as something worth playing. I think that's one of the things that's been kind of challenging is finding five as opposed to well, a two or three. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you had more than five right away, as mm-hmm. you said, and then once the numbers got tighter and you were adjusting and oh, there's weeks putting where, more and more numbers, it's like, I, what are we going to do here? There's weeks where the projections are all within like two points. They're spot on pretty yeah. much. So, okay. Um, how did you get to the conclusion? Because, you know, we can kick around all day long and you can have odds makers and, and betters come on in here and tell you that Aaron Rodgers is an eight-point upgrade over Zach Wilson. Yeah. But like, what when you tried to punch that in, how difficult was that process to actually come up with a number? And like, how big was that gap between those two players? That was really hard because at the beginning, like, so the initially the statistics that I was using to, I was trying to find out how do you statistically quantify for a quarterback. So some of the stuff that I was using was like PFF passing grade or you know, to, um, a quarterback. I think it's RBDSM.com or whatever it is. They've got like you know quarterback specific stats like EPA per dropback. I was going to say that. you're doing a bunch of EPA stuff. Yeah. So like that, that was the way I was kind of trying to quantify it. And initially it really did work. Like, you know, Zach Wilson, there was a really big drop off. I think one of the things that caught really early, Desmond Ritter, not very good at quarterback. So that's something that the model was all over somewhat early uh, when they threw the, when they threw that in there. And, but th- that was kind of the challenge because, and again, this goes back to kind of my novice, um, the, the standpoint of I'm a novice at this, 
which was there were some times where you would plug in what I believe to be a clear downgrade at quarterback. We'll try to think of what an example would be. And like the number would actually bump up by like 0.2 points. Kirk Cousins to yeah, back up right, there? right, right. It would go up, really? It would go up by like, it would only be by like 0.2, 0.5 points. But I'm like, all right, there's something in the process, obviously, here that is not working. Right, right. And so that's kind of the challenge, which was having to try to do that and quantify that and change the way that you're doing it. It, because that was one of the things where there were some times where it was spot on, and there were other times in the process where it was like, well, the, the numbers are seeing something here. Okay, so let me use this week as an example then. Mm-hmm. The C.J. Stroud news. Again, they were, what, a two-and-a-half-point favorite yep. at the peak, I think, this week against the Browns. And uh, again, we learned last night, Adam Schefter said, it looks like Stroud's going to miss this week. Who knows? Uh, let's pretend that that's going to be the case. The game has flipped. The Browns are now two-and-a-half. Have you plugged this in yet? Have you Like, what's the drop-off here point-wise from Stroud if it's going to be Keenum again this week? So I think it's from Keenum, I think it should be about four and a half points. So that's pretty much spot on yeah, that again. That, and that should be the difference. And, and like that was one thing too. I, I was expecting Davis Mills at first. So from case, the, the, the drop-off, that's why I was kind of surprised, at least statistically, the way that I was looking at it, the drop-off from Stroud to, to Davis Mills is strong. That's more like three, three and a half points. Okay. As opposed to like for case Keenum, it's like four and a half points. So the model would have Mills actually a better quarterback yes. than Keenum. Interesting. Okay been hard I, I like it like it's a really cool learning opportunity it has piqued a lot of my interests in a lot of different things uh right i'm doing things personally that i'm starting to do in my life that i was like oh, yeah i like this this is cool i want to pursue different things but like right. it has been really hard those who do it like every day and do it well, well I, they, I, I mean it's, it's, it's amazing tons of respect for those guys yes so for people who are listening right now if they don't have a bunch of free time you would tell them don't do it I wouldn't say don't do it. I think it's always worth trying stuff. Okay. Yeah, but it's just going, I would say it's going to take a lot more of your time if you want it's to go- do it well. It's going to be extremely time-consuming. Yes, 100%. Okay. That's totally fair. Up next, look ahead numbers to week 17 in the NFL. Five games have a spread of at least a touchdown or more. Details on that next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. Isn't that true? This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FOLLOW only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel. Paulie out for a couple of days here. He's a tad under the weather. We do have look-ahead lines for week number 17 in the National Football League. The Thursday nighter next week is the Jets at the Browns. Uzi. Cleveland, five-and-a-half-point favorite, total around 35-and-a-half in this game. At DraftKings, I see 30 as low as 34 in other spots. But um, is that is that even still too short? I mean, it might be, just given how, like, yes, Zach Wilson had a flash in the pan against Houston. Um, not going to really, I think, be something he can replicate as we saw. And here's, I'd say this really quickly, because this goes back to what we talked about with uh, the best teams, ATS and over-under. Right. Cleveland was one of those better over teams. You know, the market actually gets too low on some of these totals because of what we just expect. And the good part about Cleveland, and I think this does constitute maybe looking to the over, Joe Flacco, since he has started a quarterback, has been hyper-aggressive. Like, they're taking shots downfield and... That leads to turnovers, and turnovers could lead to short fields. Short fields obviously lead to scoring opportunities. I'm actually kind of interested in how low this total gets because you'll obviously get the prime time under Thursday night football crowd betting this thing under. But if it gets low enough, it might be worth betting over. You know how good the Browns' defense is at home compared to on the road. Yes. As well. This, to me, feels like a similar game to what the Jets just went through against the Dolphins. I mean, assuming it's going to be Zach Wilson, but who the hell knows is going to play quarterback, right? it could get just vile and nasty for that offense here. But that could also create tons of turnovers, yep. putting the Browns in great position here with a nice field position. And to your point, I mean, I ha- you got to love what Stefanski's doing with Flacco. Just let her rip, man. Yep. And that's exactly been that's the game plan. I mean, I've been liking it. To, I've been likening it to um, like a, a team that shoots a high rate of threes, right? Which is we're going to shoot a high rate of three-point shots because the high-variance games, we're going to get some performances in which our offense looks incredible, yeah. right? The shots are going to go down, yep. and we want to maximize our, the potential of our offense by taking the most efficient shot in terms of scoring. It's the same thing here with Cleveland. We might not be the best team. Like, our rushing attack has been inconsistent since Chubb, all that kind of stuff. So let's maximize this possibility by having Joe Flacco with his harm just get aggressive and take shots downfield and hope that our guys can win some of these one-on-one balls. And you saw, I mean, that, that play I thought against Chicago was the epitome of what this team has been doing with Flacco. It's like, screw it. Lace it into that tight window because if he gets it, the upside is so much more right, worth it right. and what you're going to get. And sure enough, it was like, what, a 37-yard catch and run for a touchdown. Uh, or that was great. It was more 50, whatever. It was a great play. Yep. And also, they they finally figured out how to get Njoku involved as well. Oh, absolutely. He's been awesome. <laughs> I love that dude. Yep. He's got every physical trait to be just a dominant tight end in this league. And finally, here we go. We're seeing it. I'm one of the most underrated guys at his position. Saturday night, next week, Lions at the Cowboys. Dallas, five and a half. Total is 50 and a half. This team, they've pounded teams at home. Oh. And the Lions, a true test here to what kind of a playoff team I think we're going to see. I feel like, so I took my shot with Denver against Detroit. That obviously didn't go well. 
But I feel like this is one more. Did the model tell you to do that? <laughs> no, no, no. John Von Tobel John, told me to John, do that. Okay, yeah. all right. John Von Tobel said that. Um, not John Von Model. And I like I I, I kind of want to take the shot one more time. And I get it. I think some of the dynamic is a lot of people pointed to, hey, Jared Goff back indoors. This is obviously indoors. Maybe the fast track kind of helps you. But Dallas coming off of that loss, loving to play the role of bully against the Detroit team that I think defensively against teams like this. Oh, yeah. All right. Are I going to be on the short end of a stick? I like. I feel like this is one of those where they're just going to get their faces caved in by Dallas. I I don't disagree with that at all. The Niners are laying thirteen and a half against Washington on the road. Total is forty eight. Uh, if you have anything on these games, just obviously chime in here. Yeah. Jags are at home to the Panthers. Jacksonville seven and a half. Totals thirty nine and a half. That's there. Ev- I mean, that seems very. Te- that seems like one of those ugly spots where, like, man, do I? I kind of want to take seven and a half. Uh, that's yeah. I don't know if that number is going to stick where it's at. Right. I also do think that Jacksonville will be. A very popular, Captain Obvious checking in, very popular teaser leg. Oh, yeah. Right? Down yeah. to one and no, a half. You're right, yeah. The, I don't know if I could swallow that. The Bears are playing um, on the schedule. They get Atlanta at home. Imagine this. It's a two and a half point spread in a Falcons game. <laughs> Every game. And the total is 37 and a half. I think that's short for the Bears at home. I agree. Here I am. I'm going to make the case for like five, five uh, favorites, and I hate betting favorites in the NFL. But two and a half at home to the Falcons. I mean, I so I bet Cleveland over the weekend against Chicago. I, I think I, I think I got away with one and getting a push out of that one, right? I would think so. Yeah, like this Bears team, dude. Montez Sweat for them has been awesome. He's been really, really good. And sorry, but Taylor Heineke's not an upgrade. Like they're him and Desmond Ritter are the same guy. I would agree with that too. That two and a half's too short. I, you know what? I got to bet the Bears. I got to do that before the show's done today. Uh, Rams are six at the Giants. Total is forty-one. We just saw the Giants last Monday night at home as a six-point dog went outright against Green Bay. Rams in pretty good form. Also, Packers were in pretty good form. Yep. But did we see the real Tommy DeVito for the Giants this past weekend against the Saints? I think so. So I, that was, I was on New Orleans in that game. It seemed, to me, it seemed like the obvious spot of, all right, the kids played lesser competition for three games. Yep. Congrats on getting the win. Now you're going on the road against a really good defense. Now you're probably going to find out what it's like to take on legitimate competition here defensively, and that's exactly what you ran into here. So I'd, I'd be definitely on the anti-Tommy DeVito train going forward. And by the way, now that he has, now that he has uh, thrown away the Italian moniker, he's tired of it, doesn't want it anymore. Allegedly. Now, was that a true report? I don't know. Because I did see a video actually just this morning of him like rating pizzas or something like okay. that. Okay, so. all right. By the way, always shop around. We're giving you DraftKings numbers. Uh, the Westgate, they have different numbers. They have Jacksonville 9 against Carolina. Yeah. They have um, Dallas Lane a full 6 against Detroit. They have Buffalo Lane 13 and a half against New England. At DraftKings, that number is 12. Bills, revenge spot. They can't, I can't, I still, that knocked me out of Survivor. Now, that really? was dumb. I, yeah. It was a road team in a divisional game to take them. But, I mean, they allowed, what, 29 points and Mac Jones to go right down the field in the final 40 seconds Looks to win like the Mac game? Mac Jones is going to save his job. I know. Yeah, I, I'll say that. I think it goes without saying, but it, it's worth reiterating. A lot of these two, for look-ahead's perspective, it does tie into what you think about this week, right? So, like, if, for example, if you like San Francisco against Baltimore, and if you're going to lay that and you think that's something, I would go and lay 13 and a half with San Francisco on the road against Washington. Sure. Because if they win and cover by margin against Baltimore, more than likely San Francisco is going to be over 14 against the Washington Commanders. What if the Cowboys are really, really good against the Dolphins in a bounce-back spot here? Yep. Does that number touch seven against the Lions? I think potentially it does. You think it could? Especially given the, the, given hey. the, the situation of Dallas at home, right? And then you correlate that with potentially Detroit if they fail to cover on the road against Minnesota this weekend. Those two things together, I think you could fully, 
I think it'd be very realistic to get to like six and a half, seven yeah. here for Dallas. Eagles are 10 against the Cardinals. Totals 47 and a half. I, I kind of like, I, I, look, they didn't end up covering, they, they ended up covering against San Francisco. Arizona looks like a team that's going to be a pain in the ass going forward. Totally agree. Like they're good. They're, they're solid on offense. They got a quarterback that maximizes their, their floor. And against a defense like this, that has been very porous and has been scratching for and clawing for answers defensively. Now, I thought we were going to get more points on Monday night against Seattle because yeah. of the defenses. This total is 47 and a half. Philly's uh, defense is terrible. Cardinals worse. We're not going to get points in that game. Like we saw with San Francisco and, uh, and Arizona scored on right. San Francisco. Arizona did it. They were moving the ball the entire game. Yeah. I mean, unless you're unless I guess the question would just be the difference is you're playing, you were playing in Arizona, right? So like, is there like a thought of, and in like, there's a thought of in Philly late night, are you just going to get like weather? Assuming it's outdoors, maybe it's a drag this thing down. We're, yeah. we're, we're a good 10 days out from that game being played. Raiders indoors against the Colts. Indy 3 total is 44. Uh, man, that's probably going to be a stay away for me. Dolphins are catching three at Baltimore. Total is 46 and a half. I think that's too short. Yeah. Here you go with another favorite that I like next week. Baltimore at home. Uh, I do like the Dolphins this week. Or right, check that. I'm sorry. I like the Cowboys against the Dolphins, yeah. depending on the injury report that we get this week. And if that happens, well, I guess the Ravens could get blown against the 49ers, so who knows? But I was going to make the case here that that number could only go up. I mean, it plays it plays into the role, too. I mean, we've seen this with Miami, right? Is it going to hold serve that against these teams with winning records? I, Hot yeah. knife through butter for some of these opponents. That's exactly right. They still have yet to beat a good team on the year. Yep. So if they lose this week to the Cowboys, if the Ravens come out of that game on Monday night against the Niners healthy, I think three is probably a short number there. The Saints are catching two in Tampa, 41 and a half. Tampa's going to win this division? I think so. All right. By the way, all these NFC South games are like two. Every game. <laughs> every every, every game. Texans, four and a half, 43 at home to the Titans. I think you're I, assuming C.J. Stroud. I think you're assuming C.J. Stroud. I, I would, again, I thought yep. he was going to be back this week, but uh, Steelers in Seattle, Seahawks, three and a half, 41. Is that going to be Mason Rudolph? Probably. I mean, they don't have any other options. They're going to him this week. They, what are you going to do, they, pull the plug after one week? I that uh, Okay. Uh, Chiefs are seven at home to the Bengals, 45 and a half. This Browning magic has been great. It has been. The Chiefs defense is so good, though. I know. Is that too many points, 45 and a half? I, I, it might be. I feel like six for Denver's a lot. That's what they're laying against the Chargers. And then uh, Packers and Minnesota, the Vikings are two. Christian Watson playing? It's a total coin flip at yep. this point, I think, for the rest of the season with him. We'll talk college football with Tom Luganville up next. He's had a couple of weeks to think about the Bama-Michigan matchup and Washington-Texas. What uh, what thoughts have popped into his head over those two weeks about those games? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.